The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King, Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty. And welcome along. Nice to have you here on a Monday morning, 5th of September, for episode 132 of The Boys of Tech. My name is Edwin Herman, and I have Brett King and Cameron Colley joining me on the panel. Welcome to you both. Howdy. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. How is everyone else? Bursting with fruit flavour. Bursting with fruit flavour. That, that was the title of last week's podcast. It was. Because yeah. you used that very line. So, look, hey, I want to go straight to the stories because I have a different story. We haven't really encountered many stories like this. This is about a political party in Switzerland, and it's a party that wants to ban PowerPoint. It's well, an anti-PowerPoint. it's not really a party. It's one person. He's only got 300 signatures on his cause thing, and he needs way more than that before he can actually run a candidate. He needs 10,000 signatures, that's right, to, to run candidates in the election. But that's and what he's wanting to do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why is it ridiculous? He, sound, well, he sounds like one of those old fuddy-duddy lecturers who would much rather have you all sitting in a circle in tears around him as he speaks from the the middle, and you must pay attention purely to what he's saying. And he's not going to give you any handouts or anything else. He doesn't want you to have anything to prep before his presentation with, and he doesn't want to show you anything while you're doing it. Flip charts are the the, what you use, not PowerPoint. Flip charts. So, in other words, he wants to present to a grand total of a maximum number of like 10 to 15 people. He only wants to present ever to 10 to 15 people because otherwise you're talking about a flip chart that's like 100 meters long by 50 meters high. (laughs) Hey, your screens aren't that big. No, but if you're doing PowerPoint, you can have multiple screens projecting it in multiple locations to people? Or are you expecting to have a, a set of assistants all with extra copies of the flip charts near positions, <laughs> near groups of 10 to 15 people who can see it? Okay, look, forming, look, let me say this. Forming a political party to ban PowerPoint I think is absolutely crazy. But on the notion of avoiding PowerPoint, I'm not that against that. I don't have anything against PowerPoint as such, but let me say this. The best speakers that I've listened to are those that speak directly to you and engage you. And you know what? TED Talks are some great examples of those. How in, how does that preclude the use of PowerPoint? A good to, to presenter, do, do yes. It. A good presenter oh. talks directly to you. But the PowerPoint is there to support the person's ideas. So the person is talking directly to you, but the points they are covering are listed on that PowerPoint so that you can immediately glance them. If you think about a, you know, Steve Jobs' keynote where yeah, he says, Steve Jobs you know, is a good job. He'll, mention, he'll mention the word touch and then the word a touch appears behind his head. And it's these really nice reinforced words yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that make an impact. Um, Steve Jobs without the PowerPoint behind his head, it's still going to be good. 
but you can tell it adds to it. And he really only uses sort of maybe 10 tops in, in an hour long talk because that's just how he works. But yeah. That is what it's for. PowerPoint mm. is there to support the presentation. Far too many people use it incorrectly. And as you say, that's like 50, 60 points written on two different PowerPoint slides, each of those points written in like 10-point font all bunched together, or with stupid animations, ridiculous sound effects, gratuitous use of color and pictures. That is badly done PowerPoints. But it's the same thing. You could do it badly with flip charts as well. If I did everything with stick figures and in my incredibly horrible scrawl, it would be worse than having the three points that I wanted to talk about nicely laid out in the appropriate styles on a good PowerPoint. PowerPoint is there to assist in a presentation is not there to take the place of a presentation and it's not there to compensate for a bad presenter. Okay, I I agree with all that, but I still think, look, have you watched some of the TED Talks where the presenters don't use anything else and they engage you? You're just, you're living their talk. I always find as well, like if you reinforce certain points with finger puppets, that as well is is really good. So you have, you know, the man walking, you know, don't forget it. <laughs> Finger puppets. <laughs> oh, Cam, trust you. Okay, look, we, we're gonna we're never going to agree on this. But I, I tell you what, I think one thing we all agree on is that it's just a big joke, really, creating is, a political party to ban PowerPoint. That's it's Indeed. A, it's, it's completely a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, PowerPoint just, is a very good tool. Well, any sort of presentation software is is a very yeah. good tool in allowing you to get across your points and giving something somebody can take away afterwards without having yeah, to look, constantly I, I, take notes. It's a brilliant thing. Come on, Edwin, get out of the dark ages. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, hey. <laughs> I'm not going to be joining strings and cans with you just so that I can keep in contact. <laughs> look, that's not what it's about. But the thing is, presentate, we're going back to the argument here, but presentation software means that people get lazy in their delivery. That's what it does. But that's, that's, that's them being lazy. That's, that's them not, that's being not, lazy. That's got yeah. nothing to do with the software. No, I, I, I could agree. be a lazy presenter using flip charts. No, it's like ABS mm. brakes on a car makes you a lousy driver. It just does. The stats mm. show that. No, the same thing would happen with – it's not the same sort of comparison, Ed. The fact, people, <laughs> flip the fact charts that, would make you a lousy presenter. Yeah, and the fact they're using a car in the first place makes them lazy. They could just walk to the shops, but no. Uh, Precisely. Okay, uh, next story. Well, I was going to say, the other thing too with, with TED Talks is TED Talks, generally it's something about a life-changing, amazing experience someone's had. And, you know, they only go for 10 minutes. They cram in this amazing scenario or some, you know, every time I go to a PowerPoint presentation, it's about some workplace health and safety crap. Like it's just, it's not interesting at all. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there are certain it's things you want to reinforce in those and you yeah. get them out with a proper graph yes. that's well presented and shows you concisely the stuff instead of me drawing a stupid pie chart on a flip yeah. chart. Uh. (laughs) right i'm doing the next story google is thinking about re-ranking its search results by including the plus one button dumb 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 you reckon yes how dumb what why dumb well how big do how it's dumb abuse how is it dumb why because people would exactly hell yeah people are going to abuse it and it's no i'm sorry I, i like their old way (laughs) <laughs> ah, now he's being old-fashioned. Cam, it's your turn to be old-fashioned. Old 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 look, I like, I, like the, 
I like the original flavor of Google. None of this fandangled Neapolitan stuff. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't fall for that. I think it's it's typical Google. It's um, they're trying to address a shortcoming which they're seeing their competitors start to embrace, and that is the fact that Google search rankings are based on algorithms and other such things like that, and they don't have that, you know, that that it that meme that crowds, you know. Yeah, well, they don't. They don't have. Yeah, they, yeah, they be a crowdsourced. Be, yeah. The, this, what this it right now sort of feel to it, and that's what they're hoping to get with some of this, yeah, with the feedback from the the plus button, plus one button. So they're trying to bring it in, but as you said, it opens up massively for people to abuse that plus one button. You get the dodgy SEO people coming around to mm. bump up people's search rankings by uh, spamming plus ones. Yeah, and not just that. This actually ties into the story we did last week about Facebook releasing their own search engine. This looks like, if anything, it's Google's way of trying to combat that as well. Mm. Yeah, it, I think it's partly to do with that the threat, the well, the possible threat of Facebook entering search market, or more likely leveraging more its deal with Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Bing, which and they already have. I think that would be the way for it to go instead of Facebook coming up with its own search straight off the bat, as my comment on last week's show. But yeah. Google has tried to mitigate some of that, you know, some of those questions about the possibility of this system being usurped for spamming search results, indicating that it would once again be part of its stable of metrics that it uses to weight search results. Yeah, because there's lots of stuff it uses, right? Yeah, they've said they've used more than 200 metrics to weight their search results. And this would just be another one to add to that stable. It depends on what sort of weighting they give to this particular metric but they are really trying to push with because you know it obviously would tie in with google plus and the fact that google plus is pushing that your identity in google plus is your actual identity not some pseudonym that the plus one rankings that you do would be linked to your actual Profile. Yeah, well, that's so right. That's and and Cam, Cam, I want to bring I want to bring Cam in right now because you're saying this is a dumb idea, but isn't it important to know that you know if I'm searching on something and then I I see that say you and, and Brett both think this is great and you've plus wondered if we're sort of in similar circles and we think in similar ways, wouldn't that be of information to me? Wouldn't that help me? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. I'd like to be able to turn it off though. Yeah, actually, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, because- I, I, I like that. I agree with that as well. Because if I'm trying to if I'm trying to look at a review for a new like Apple product, I know Brett's going to be thumbing down that thing. So <laughs> anything that has anything that I need to I'll need to have a Brett filter on my on my little search engine <laughs> because anything that it says it's good, Brett's like that's crap. Thumbs down. <laughs> Precisely. Liars or any website that completely disses it and just says, "Look, it'll explode on your face." Brett's like, "Yay!" That. He's, he's creating fake yeah. accounts and just plus and one that stuff everywhere. Yeah, I like the idea in the sense that, yeah, having the social aspect is good. And that's already coming through now because I use um, Google Plus. But I would like to turn it off. So I get the nice vanilla, mm. you know, this is, this, is the, what the algorithm, this is what Google's algorithm thinks it should be. Yeah. I, I'd like a choice, you know. Well, it might be part of your Google Plus settings, is that correct? Yeah. Well, you have to. Well, you, you have to sign out if you don't want to see. It's already doing it. I've noticed there are certain things that I. Is I've, it? 
Yeah, that I've liked before or I've given a... Yeah, but a it's, web- not, it's not waiting the, the results yet, though, is it? Um, it's, just it's, showing, it's just showing you, correct? Well, I'm, fi- showing. I'm, finding, I'm finding it very, very odd that certain things that I read and liked is appearing on the first page as opposed to when I, when I sign out of, like, uh, my Google account, it's not there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So somehow it's happening already. In, oh, yeah, whether it's they're just, already whether they're just, Yeah, whether they're just testing it. Uh, they've been tracking stuff with your through your Google accounts for ages. If you're logged mm. in, the search results will already be resorted to based on you know, correct. But I, I, I take, that you've stuff that you've already searched for, things you've already gone to. That's right. I, I'm reading this though. Is this will be everyone? So whether I'm signed yeah. in or not, the fact is, if I'm looking for something and 1,500 people have said this is an awesome website, blah 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 blah, it's going to be number one. Whether I'm signed into Gmail or not. Yep, that right. is what I read about this day. Right. Excellent, excellent. We are all on the same page. Good. <laughs> now, Pakistan is apparently wanting to ban the use of VPNs, anonymizers, encrypt, you know, encrypted anonymizers, because then it can't control what people see on the net. Oh, how Western yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> if, if I can say that. that. That's not really Western of them, because there are only a couple of other countries that do that already, which is... You know, completely ban encryption software. That's what they're doing. No, they're I was to- being, I was being. A, yes, I know. I was stretching this a little bit. I, I, of course, I am alluding to the fact that countries like the UK, uh, New Zealand, Australia, as well, are slowly but increasingly controlling what what we see. But how would you know? <laughs> how would they know? Well, if they're well, on a VPN? well, as far as we no, well, as far as we know, I mean, they're telling us, for example, the, this filter that they have, but they won't tell us what's on the list. You know, we've we've covered these sorts of stories. No, no, That's no. I, I mean, I mean how do you know if if you're if someone in your country using a VPN because they're on a VPN? No, but you know that they're, they make an encrypted connection to. Are you sure? A host. Well, they know that much. They don't yeah, know the, the they, internet yeah, service they, providers yeah, they will know, know that. which way. Yeah. I don't know where uh, your traffic's going. They can't re- look it inside it and go, they can say, oh, it's encrypted. We don't know what's in there. We can't look inside it. But we know it's encrypted between here and a server in Barbados or something. That's weird mm. because my, again, I watch Netflix on my TV. But my VPN is hooked up to, is on the device that I hook up to my TV, not my modem. So how does that yeah, work? Yeah, but they must still go through your ISP. Yeah, yeah. it does. But so, 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 so it's looking going, well, some of his traffic's just going to his mobile phone when we can see all that because I don't obviously have it on my, my Wi-Fi on my phone. I'm just, you know, doing Facebook or whatever. But there's this part of the traffic here is going through a VPN in downtown San Francisco. Well, yeah. the, the, the is thing that, is, is, that what, is that what's happening? Well, I, I don't know the details, but I can tell you this, that the, you can tell the difference between, say, just using an SSL website versus a VPN because a VPN maintains that connection all the way through and you could be, in theory, pushing quite a lot of traffic through that whereas with mm. http or rather https you know you make a connection it closes again you make a connection it closes again gotcha. each time and it also so yeah it depends on the, the ports that behavior. it goes through and what the what the the packets look like yeah well that's your, actually that's the other thing yeah exactly if you look at the packets you can tell what kind of yep. connection it is even if you can't tell what's going on in it you uh, can okay. still tell that yes. you know that's going through is you know specific way that would be more inclined to be an encrypted VPN than anything else. So they can tell. India and China are the only ones who've, other countries who've really cracked down totally on encrypted communications. It's like the New Zealand government couldn't do that. The American government couldn't do that. They'd never get away with it. Even the British government 
would never be able to get away with, you know, just blatantly saying, okay, fine, you know what? Nobody in our country is allowed to use any kind of encrypted communication whatsoever. They'd never get away with it because I bet, I bet they'd want all to of try. the banks, all of the banks, all the government departments, all of these other parts have legitimate reasons to be using encrypted communication. And the fact that there is so much identity theft, spam, people – well, it goes along with identity theft um, – people illegally sniffing and grabbing people's information that – the use of encrypted communications uh, software for the general public is on the increase because people are wanting to protect themselves more and more from the dangers of having all of their private information sniffed from the internet. So to go and take that backward step about saying, you know what, we're not going to let anybody have encrypted communications because we, we want to be able to read and see everybody's uh, what everybody is talking about in our country because we want to be able to control every single aspect of their lives means that you open up every single member of the public in that country to having all of their information read not only by the government but by any unlawful person because they're not allowed to put in place any way to stop that. So. It's a really yeah, it backwards, a draconian right. yep. step. Yep. It is. It is the sort of thing that a, well, what are you, a dictatorship would put in place. It's yeah, a totalitarian those, state. Yeah, a totalitarian state. It's yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Now, WikiLeaks uh, was offline recently for a little bit. Turns out that a member of Anonymous, the the hacking group, claims credit for this, and it was all apparently over a financial dispute with Julian Assange. There you go. <laughs> really? Okay. So, so they say, but you know, it's hard now. You know, when you see these claims, people taking claim credit rather for for acts, you you wonder is is are they just wanting the fame or is is it really them? I oh, I, I don't know precisely. who to believe now. Because once again, it's uh, it's part of the internet, and it's part of the internet that is not yet governed by Big Brother, and so people can be anonymous on the internet, or relatively, uh, relatively, and it's also part of the internet as the fact that you know some woman in America wins fifty million dollars in a lottery. I can claim, substantiated or not, that I'm the reason she won that, because <laughs> nobody can prove otherwise for or against. So you have no idea whether or not this is legitimate or not. But if it is legitimate, then you've got to really wonder about what's going on in these different hacking groups. If Anonymous, which came into this media spotlight by attacking people who were attacking WikiLeaks. Yeah. And now they've turned on WikiLeaks. So you've really got to wonder. Exactly. <laughs> how, how autonomous is this organization? And if this is a loose group of hackers that all just say that they're part of Anonymous, where there is no government, you know, governing hierarchy to this group, then any member of this Anonymous group can do whatever they want and claim that they are from Anonymous exactly. to do it. Exactly. So whether or not they are following the... An anonymous official um, mandate, for lack of a better word, 
or whether or not they're just doing something completely on their own for the fact that somebody else somewhere else annoyed them. So they go, oh, I'm going to leverage all of this power and ability that I've gained from being a member of Anonymous to do this thing, which is purely for the benefit of me. And then I'm going to claim that I, I, as part of Anonymous, did it. Before this Anonymous member claimed credit, a lot of people were speculating that the takedown of WikiLeaks was a government sanction thing. And the thing is, it still could be. Mm. You know, so people are saying... Well, indeed. This this Twitter account, which is making all of these claims that is supposedly connected to an anonymous person, could very well have been created by the government. (laughs) By a government somewhere to feed misinformation about turmoil between anonymous and WikiLeaks. Right, should we talk about mobile tracking information in lawsuits? Now, we've talked about this before. I think uh, Google with the Android platform, Apple with the iOS platform. Microsoft Mm -hmm. is now hit with a mobile tracking lawsuit. This time, it is a little bit different in that uh, the claim is that even when you say on on the Microsoft mobile device, no, do not share information with others, it still goes ahead and sends your location-based information based on images you've taken from the camera with Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, that is dodge. That is dodgy. If you say no, it should be no. Indeed. If you say no, it should be no. If you say, no, I do not want to allow this My Camera app to record the location information about where I take the photos, then it should not be doing it. (laughs) That's, it's simple, yeah. But the yeah, thing is, it, it, has, is it hasn't played out in court yet, so we don't know whether the claims are valid. But mm. if they are, then, you know, it's a no-brainer. Yep, it's a no-brainer. If they are, then Microsoft has definitely broken the law because they've already said multiple times to a United States House Representative Committee that if you opted out of information gathering, then nothing would be sent to Microsoft. So, yeah, they'll have broken the law if it does still do that. But we don't know. We don't know yet. Now, this this next story has a lot of comic material to it. Apparently, Apple loses yet another unreleased iPhone, this time believed to be the iPhone 5, in a San Francisco bar. Really? They always seem to lose them in a San Francisco (laughs) bar. I know. What? (laughs) And it always seems to make a lot of hype right before a release. Oh, you're getting suspicious. Cam, what were you going to say, though? Oh, no, I just think it's dumb. I don't think either of them were ever, ever intentional. Brent, that's <clears throat> what you're alluding to, though, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Or, or you just... It of... would not surprise me if both of them were intentional. Because no, what do they cost they got, Apple? They, got, they cost they Apple got... like six bucks to make. Yeah, but there's, so a, there's they're a losing like involved. six bucks. There's a police involved. Yeah, but they were involved no. last time as well. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's, no, it's definitely not. I mean, they've got better marketing than this. This is... This is, oh, but this gets them. This gets them that underground sort of, you know. Oh, we've learned something before we were supposed to, oh, sort well, of. Thing. And that buzz, that buzz is completely different to the buzz that you get from the vendor going. You know what? Have a look at what we've created. The Apple PR machine. Indeed, it's completely. Yeah, I mean, and I it would Google- not surprise me. Would not surprise me if these were both, you know, maybe yeah. not mandated by the PR department, but. Oh, someone no, took, so, but no. someone took it upon them to... Yeah, but, you know, yeah, it worked out well last time. So, you know, if you want to just leave your phone in the bar, go for it. Because you'd have to be completely and utterly stupid as a member of Apple with one of their secret devices to forget it while you're drinking in a pub. 
Yeah, but this is this I is the point. Forget, it's happened like, again. No, neither do I. So but it does happen. And it's quite the, dumb to actually do the forgetting of it, especially when it is a device which should not be seen by anybody else. But that's right. But that's you would that's, be more covetous about the protection of that thing. So that makes it even more likely that it was done on purpose. No, that makes it just more newsworthy. That's that's the point. It's it's just happened again, which is entirely retarded. The thing is now, I'm pretty sure that it's they're going to have to really ramp up their their testing procedures. I mean, they can remotely wipe the phone, which is what they did the first time. The people who had it didn't get to have it for very long in the sense of what they got to see. And I think uh, initially the only way they could tell the screen was improved is because they had the um, the little um, the cord that comes up, the picture of the cord that says, you know, please connect to iTunes. They just noticed that was really, really high quality in the sense of, you know, compared to the other phone. I, I think it's just, yeah, Apple just have some really dumb employees that they're giving these phones to and that needs to stop, basically. I don't think it's intentional. It's just... That's kind of tacky. I mean, first time, but, you know, the first, thing is, first time, maybe second time, it's like, all right, we get it. We get the joke. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. I mean, otherwise, otherwise, you'd have Motorola trying to lose their phones in a you know, 7-Eleven toilet like, just to get on the news. Everyone Everyone's losing their phones on purpose. Yeah. Samsung would be going, look, we found a, we found a no, phone in Because only Apple would do that sort of PR. Uh, do you oh, think? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Apple, yep. Apple do yep. marketing world other but, electronic producers would not do. No, the world's largest company on the planet doesn't resort to this college jock type stupidity. It's um no, but but on the you know on the flip side, Cam, don't you think it's incredible that you know with all the news that the first one made, you'd think as as an employee with an iPhone five now, you'd be thinking there's no way I want to lose this in a bar. Exactly, and this guy, which is why he didn't lose it in the bar. He left it in the bar. No. Yep, I don't think so. Because when they have yep. a real, he left in the bar. He's going to end up being paper. fired. No, There's going to be a statement that he was fired, and then he's going to be working somewhere very flash, earning no. lots of money, or having retired on a yacht in the south of France. Don't be silly. The first guy didn't get fired because he just went nuts trying to find it again. This guy's <laughs> gone. And besides that, they didn't really. I mean, wouldn't the point is if you leave the phone for it to be found. You want someone to find it, give them enough time to write a blog or sell it to Gizmodo for however much money, and then, you know, all the features start getting leaked, and then you got your, your then you got your news story that everyone's rushing towards. This is uh, this hasn't happened yet. Yes, though. Well, no, the phone got sold for two hundred bucks. They probably wiped it, and I don't know. They probably picked it up already. I doubt you'll hear any more from this, apart from some guy, you know, adding his um. Job vacancy on LinkedIn. That's that's what's going to happen here. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think it's intentional. The first time I might have fallen for that, but second time, come on. Yeah, look, I'm not convinced it's intentional either, Brett. No, I definitely <laughs> not this time. It, I, I can see I'm why it looks like that. that. It's not for it to happen twice for both of their next generation phones in a bar in San Francisco. That's, yeah, yeah, but wouldn't it be dumb to do the same thing twice? I mean, if Apple did it on purpose, they'd leave it in a correct. San Francisco bar the first time and, I don't know, some other place uh, uh, the next time. And, and you, can't, a, you can't just keep saying San Francisco. In a hotel or something, hotel lobby or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> in a bar, these young guys, they're drinking. It's just, no, it's... San Francisco and a bar is pretty synonymous with Apple employees, I'd imagine. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's true. That's, that's just not, you can't really, yeah. So, no, I think the fact that they've lost it again just shows that they really didn't learn anything from first time around. And, um, yeah. So, anyway, I haven't seen anything yet. So, I want to read reports. All we've heard is that it's been lost and, shh, let's not talk about it anymore. 
Yeah, apart from the fact that ah, they lost another phone. That's 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 kind of it. That's all the really, that's as far as the story goes. Is that- you can just see though, there must be a lot of comic material to this. Like, there's so much. Uh, yeah, there's so much material with this that you could have, that you oh, could okay. do. The comedians would have a field day with us. I can see Steve getting. I can see this guy sitting in a in a white room with with just no walls and doors. Right, the walls suddenly just open up. They wheel Steve in. Steve has two guys next to him. He doesn't talk. One of the guys lifts up his arm because he has no strength, punches this guy in the face. And <laughs> just, then they put his arm back down, they wheel him back, and it just the doors close again. And that's it. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, imagine the signs that would go up in San Francisco bars. Yeah, if you work for Apple, don't bring your phone. No pre-release phones. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think pre-release phones are going to get out unless it's some high-level exec and, yeah, it's attached to their body in some way that has to be physically removed back at Apple. Yeah, this is ridiculous, really. Right, on that ridiculous and crazy note, I'm going to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank you both, Brett and Cameron, for joining me on the panel. Always a pleasure, Ed. No problem whatsoever. All right, that is episode 132 of New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. If you like the show, consider sending us a donation via PayPal. You can do that at our website, boisetech.com. Until next week, take it easy. See you then. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, you know, I wanted to kick off. Oh, we've got major echo. Yes. I'm hearing everything I say repeated back at me. Until next week, see you then. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Food time.